Hey, we are here with Random Automotive. My name is Cody, and I'm here with my guest today. Well, I guess the owner. I'm the guest. I'm the guest. It doesn't matter. What a, I see how it's going to be. So this is the Cody Show starring Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cody actually picked out a topic, and he's going to surprise me with it today. So we're all ears. Are you? Are you ready? Always was. Okay. So here is the, um, I thought it'd be a fun little topic, and we're going to test how well Tyler knows his vehicles. <laughs> With who owns which car brands? Okay. Are you ready? Okay. This is going to be surprising. Okay. Surprise I'm going to hit you with a few too. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, okay. we can do this. Okay. Wow. No Google. Well, you Googled all of this mess. How's yeah, that fair? I'm reading you right gave now. me the unfair advantage on this one. Okay. What's your first I question? I obviously did. What's your first question? Who do you think owns Rolls Royce? Are they not? Are they a subsidy of like Land Rover? No. Okay. Are they just their own company? No. I have no idea. I, I honestly don't know. BMW. No wonder it's so crappy. <laughs> the five hundred thousand dollar car is crappy. Hey, you know, no, no, no. BMW, uh, man. So BMW owns BMW, clearly. Mini and Rolls Royce. Okay. Some of these are very, very surprising. Like, um, I'll tell you what. We'll start with a random one. Here you go. Here's a little pop quiz for you. Who okay. owns Mazda? Are they not their own company? They are. Good job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good job. They used to have a partnership with Ford mm-hmm. on some vehicles because mm-hmm. they had the, the Mazda Tribute, which was the Ford Escape. They had the Mazda B series, which was a Ford Ranger. Mm-hmm. Now, if you See, went to I know a, my stuff. a 2012 Mazda three, you pop the hood. That and was a, a lot Mazda. of it's going to be powered by Ford. You'll see a lot of that under there. Yeah, but the vehicle design itself was Mazda. No, unit. it is. But, but the, the Mazda the, Tribute was just a Ford Escape. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And you have like yeah. the distributor box mm-hmm. or distribution, but like the fuses and relays 100%. where that is. That just have like the Ford 100%. logo on it. Okay. All right. So here's a good one. Okay. Here's a good one. I'm ready for you. Can you name every car brand that Volkswagen owns. Volkswagen. There's six. Okay, so Volkswagen. Oh, man. You'd be surprised. Actually, probably the people would be surprised, too. Actually, I'm not 100% sure about the Volkswagen market. Name as many as you can think. I don't know that I can think of any. I mean, not, I, not even Volkswagen. I mean, I know like Volk, well, there's Volkswagen <laughs> clearly. I mean, I know like types of Volkswagen. Like you had the Bug, you had no, the, no, no, no. These are I know car those brands. are yeah, those are types of you know the Passat. Those were all types of Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they own though. That's a good question. Are you ready? Yeah. And I'm not lying to you. They own Audi. Okay, I can see that. Bentley. I can see that. Lamborghini. I did not know that. Porsche. Okay. A company called Scout. And then, of course, so are Lamborghini and Porsche not competitors? No. So they're actually owned by the same parent company. Kind of like, um, you know, like you have uh, different kinds of oil companies selling gas, Mm -hmm. but they're they're all. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah, they're really competing with themselves. So actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop here. I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. General Motors subsidy Mm. brands. Interesting. How many can you name? All right. I'm not going to look at the screen. And I'm all the way in the V, so I can't see it anyways. Yep. Um, do you want to name brands that are still here? No. Or just all, anything all of, I could think of? Most you can think of. All right. So you got GMC. Yep. Chevy. Yep. Pontiac. Yep. Buick. Oldsmobile. 
Gia. Ooh. Saab. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and you have... Did I say Pontiac? You did say Pontiac. I should have wrote this down. I know there's like seven more. <laughs> I just... <laughs> <laughs> there's like seven. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. I'm halfway Well, you know, it. Geo surprised me because Geo used to be a Toyota market. Uh-huh. And, and Chevy actually, or General Motors bought them out. Mm-hmm. You didn't you didn't say Holden, which is an overseas brand. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, to, yeah. You're but, probably right. But Holden is one. Uh, Geo is the one that surprises a lot of people. That mm-hmm. was a General Motors that was the point where actually you could buy a General Motors car with a good engine because it was a Toyota engine. Yeah, and then you had Saab, which Saab. they just took over the company. Yeah, that's a good point. So what about Ford? All Lincoln, of the Fords. All the Ford subsidy brands that Ford, come out through the years. Lincoln, Mercury. They owned a little bit of Jaguar. They owned a little bit of. Mm-hmm. That's right. Land Rover. They owned. Um, what car did they put a Jaguar engine in? I know when they owned Jaguar, they tried to turn into a luxury car, not a race car. They did. Yeah, it was not. It was no longer considered a, a, a luxury car. But there was a Ford that they put a Jaguar engine in. Do you remember what it was? I don't know that I remember which one it was. Now that's great. <laughs> this is a great video. <laughs> it's well, all gone down the drain. Pixar didn't happen. Yeah, you know, it didn't happen. We'll, we'll, cut, that, we'll cut that part out. Okay. No. Uh, what yeah. What car I'd... was that? You want me to Google it? Yeah, Google that. Well, we don't have to put this Ford, to put Ford this with the, the Jaguar engine. Yeah, it was a. Oh, it was the sister to the Thunderbird, the one that had the same dash as the Thunderbird. Two thousands Lincoln, maybe. Hmm. It wasn't a Mercury Milan, but it was that Thunder, platform. The Thunderbird. The Thunderbird. Okay, that's right. Thunderbird had a Jaguar engine in it. It was like a three eight. Oh, you're talking about the 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 retro Thunderbird. Well, yeah, the retro Thunderbird, but there was a sister car to that Thunderbird that it was a Lincoln, had the same dash as the Thunderbird, and it was, I think it had, a, it doesn't matter. Anyway, back to the topic. Oh, you know, I forgot about Saturn. Ooh, Saturn. Saturn GM. was a good one. Yep. Yeah, GM you can't beat Saturn. Saturn with their middle gauge pods. Mm-hmm. You can't beat those. Let's those see were... if I missed any. General Motors, Buick, Cadillac, Oh, no, you did not say Cadillac. I did not. GMC, Hummer. Ooh, yeah, Hummer. That's right. And it says here, GM has a formal partnership to Honda to co-develop EVs. Oh, I don't count. Oh, and you know, um, Honda has actually formed an electric car company with Sony called the Sony Honda Mobility that has the Afila brand. So we get a DVD player as a car. Sweet. And awesome, awesome backup <laughs> cameras. Yeah, yeah, that should have the best backup cameras in the market. Can you tell me the three groups that Hyundai own? Were they in there with Kia? That's one. Okay, Kia was one. Mm-hmm. Hyundai, were they American brands? No, South Korea. Oh, I don't know them. The other one's Genesis. Have you have you ever heard of a Genesis? I've heard of a Hyundai Genesis. That's so Genesis, Genesis like, was on its own brand. That's like saying Hyundai Toyota Lexus. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So Genesis is like the, um, the luxury version, kind of like Lincoln okay. is. You know? Okay. So what brands did Toyota own? I'm not going to look. <clears throat> Toyota. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just said it, Lexus. Yep. Um, yeah, they own those two. But There's one more. Do they? There's one more. What is it? It's defunct now, but it was a big for the younger generation about 10 years ago. Starts with an S. Subaru. Scion. Sci- oh. Scion was a Toyota brand That's that true. no longer exists. That's true. That's right. 
That is true. I forgot about Scion. That's right. Yeah, Scion uh, was a – they had like the – Everybody forgot about XDs Scion. and all that. Yeah, they were kind of – they were on their own little island for sure. Uh, so apparently Toyota also has a stake in Subaru and Suzuki. Okay. Uh, they don't claim that, surely. <laughs> because, man, Suzuki. Ooh, that, that's another brand. Suzuki actually made a couple of good vehicles. And actually, Suzuki had a partnership with somebody. Do you know who? Suzuki had a partnership with Geo, didn't it? They had a partnership with Nissan. They had a Suzuki truck that was actually a Nissan Frontier. Mm. Have you ever seen one of those? It's, it's a, a Suzuki Samurai or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Actually, or is it Toyota that had the partnership? No, Toyota had the partnership with them. Toyota had a partnership with Subaru. Yeah, the they, had a, they had the FRZ, the BRZ, They had the Toyota whatever. Tacoma that looked like the Suzuki truck. I think that's what it was. Something like that. I can't remember exactly. It's mm. it's It's been a while. We're, we're going on top of the head on this one. Yeah. Can you name all the brands that Mercedes-Benz owns? Mercedes-Benz. That's it, correct. You're good. Yep. Perfect. Oh, here we go. Can you tell me what all Renault... Well, Renault. never mind. Renault. It's, it's Renault, 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 Nissan, Mitsubishi, <laughs> Alliance. Okay. Obviously, it owns a three. So who's Dodge owned by? Oh, interesting. Are you ready for this? There is a group called Stellantis. Okay. And... So they own the Fiat Chrysler Automobiles yep. and is a division of Fiat. Peugeot. Yeah, Peugeot. 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 Yeah, Peugeot. Yep. Anyway, and then uh, so these brands. What happened are, to Plymouth? Did Plymouth just die. <laughs> Chrysler's still about out. Time. Well, Chrysler's still out. Well, they, it's they just like Mercury with the four. They quit. You they know, should, it's all the same they stuff. Should, they shouldn't. It's all the same. Mercury's. So Stellantis owns Alfa Romeo, Chrysler, Dodge, Fiat, Jeep, Maserati, and Ram. Now, overseas brands also include Citroën, uh, the DS. Citroën. Citroën. Yes, that's a cool car. If you no say ones. so. DS the Automobiles. Old Citroëns? You can't say those aren't cool. Mm, I can. Uh, DS Automobiles, <laughs> Opel, Peugeot, Opel, and Vauxhall. Okay. Okay. The old Citroëns with the turning headlights were cool. Yeah. I thought. They were really, they were really neat. Um Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. didn't know all that. So check this out. There's a new, um, I don't know if you heard this or not, but there's a new group in India that has bought Jaguar, Range Rover, Defender, and Discovery. Okay. It's called Tata Motors. That I may sounds be about mispronouncing right. that also. That sounds but. about right. For, But were they not a division of Ford at one time? Uh, I believe all that was. I think that was a division of Ford, which hence that's why they were extremely unreliable. At one um, time. Yeah, at one time. I'm pretending like you didn't say that last <laughs> Well, actually, that's not their credit. Actually, they, they developed their own engines. It's not like they put a 4.6 liter in them. <laughs> Maybe they should have. <laughs> 4.6 was a good motor. 5.4, okay, I will say this. Okay. The 5.4 Triton. I want to redeem myself on this because we had this conversation last, last go round. It didn't go well. The 5.4 Triton 2-valve. Oh, here we go. 2-valve was a very good motor. The three valve and the four valve with the cam phaser problems were garbage. Well, that's funny because the four six three valve was a very good engine. Yes, but I will say the five four two the yeah five four two valve engines minus the spark plug issue, but the four six had that too. Uh, those were good. I think they were. They were solid. They would last. Now, but yeah, no, the three valves that had the you the ever famous cam phaser issues, and the four valves did too. Those were not good. That is true. I actually had, and I wish I wouldn't have sold it, I had a 2010 F-150 that actually still had the 4.6 two-valve. 
that truck had 238,000 miles on it, I think, and it probably would have went another 200,000. You talking about that eight-foot-long bed when you <laughs> Yeah, that I massive I wish you would have sold that to me. Yeah, I know, man. Sorry about that. Man. It'd be like that sometimes. Man. But, yeah, so that's, yeah, they are, but, yeah, you had Ford and you had Mercury. Now, the question, I guess, would be, too, would be, is the days of making duplicate cars dead? Meaning no, because you have you right do have now, the GMC and Chevy market. No, not even that. Uh, like um, the Cadillac is the same thing as a Suburban. Right. Have you seen those? Yeah. It's the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. It's just a little bit. Tweaked. And I don't think they're doing too hot. Not well. I don't think they're doing too good. Actually, it's the exact same. Like Ford still does it too. Uh, but the I'm old the old days of the Pontiac transport van and the Oldsmobile silhouette and the Chevy Lumina van or the Chevy Venture that was all the same thing. I was thinking of the Panther bodies. Yeah, yeah, Panther bodies. You had the Lincoln Town Car. You had yeah. the uh, Mercury Grand Marquis. And you had the, and Ford, the Ford Crown Victoria. Crown Vic. I think those days are dead. Those are the exact... I don't, and, and that was the, th- the weird thing about Ford. I will say the Lincoln Town Car was a little bit more luxury. And yeah. some people claimed that the Mercury Grand Marquis was a little bit more luxury than the Crown Vic. I never saw that. That car, there was no noticeable difference other than styling. You know, like the headlights were a little different. But I mean, if you drove that car, you look at the steering wheel controls, the radio controls, HVAC, there was no difference in the two. Yeah, I feel the same, except for like stuff like the Marauder. Like, the uh, Marauder was different. Mercury was really redundant. Yeah. Mercury, like, uh, Mercury had its own uh, Ford Explorer that I what was that? What was called. What was that van? Speaking of partnerships, there was a van in the 90s that Mercury partnered with Nissan on. And it was the, what was the Nissan van of the time? But Mercury had the, was it the, Mer- no, the Nissan Quest. Yeah. And I think they called it a Mercury Quest or maybe a Mercury Voyager. Voyager sounds right. And it was a, basically a Nissan van with a Mercury badge on it. That was the one thing they had a partnership on. Interesting. Um, but, you know, they didn't, that was the only, because the van, I think Nissan won that partnership because they're the only Mercury van. They didn't have an Aerostar-based van or Windstar-based van. They moved into the Ford Freestar, and I think they did have a Mercury-based product. They also had the Ford Escape, and they had the Mercury... Oh, man, it was the exact same thing. I can't remember what it was called either. Uh, Very popular at the time. Mercury version of that. It was just slightly more luxury. But yeah, you're right. I think Mercury was very redundant in everything they did. Yeah, and they still do it. Um, Even Ford still does it. It's just they... They're smart about it. Like, you have the Escape, and then you have the Lincoln version. I think it's like the Aviator. Yeah. It's like that little the little crossover. Yeah, they had something. Yeah. But it looks it looks different to the point where, like, even, like, the back hatch. Like, on yeah. the Escape, it's regular, but on the Aviator, like, it goes around the, See, they the have, taillights. See, they, they like, have little stuff like that. Right. Right. But between the Suburban and that Cadillac... Uh, I forgot what they call the Escalade, I think. Like the big, the, the literally the Suburban. Do the I Escalades mean, still have the eight-foot-tall taillights? They do, but if you look at the back us. end of a Suburban... It's the same. It's the, like you can see like kind of like um, like um, it's the Pontiac. I think it's like the G5 and the Cobalt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. The exact same where you can see like the outline where the right. <laughs> where the taillight of the Cobalt would go. <laughs> and they just right. put like a circle in the middle. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I know too, like, you know, if you go to the General Motors of the 90s and, the, you know, the Oldsmobile Cutlass of the time and mm-hmm. the Grand Prix were the same car, yeah, the same dash. I mean, there so, were, other than the, the Grand Prix had red gauges. That's how you could tell them apart. And the outside styling was obviously different. Uh, I have a hot take. What's that? Like a 2015 Fusion, like the one we had, the one we worked on. What year model was that? 13. 2013? Yeah. That's just a four-door Mustang. 
You think so? The styling, I think, really reminds me, especially the front. I could see that. Yeah, and they do have like similarities, and I think automakers do use similarities. Mm-hmm. Early 2010s, Ford and their radios and their climate controls loved tiny screens and 50 buttons. Yeah. That was a Ford thing. Me too. Um, I had a 2012 Mustang. Yep, and this thing, the that would have had console. Yeah, it looked like full of buttons. <laughs> like a like your a, screen is like this big. It was like a 1950s Soviet era <laughs> That's right. like nuclear Bomber. launch. Yeah, yeah, dude, it had every yep. button you could think of. That was a big Ford thing. LCD in the 2010s. screen that was that big. I loved it. Yeah, I'll be honest. That I was liked the, it. that was a big thing in the 2010s. But the thing was about it was the um, General Motors of the 2010s. They sucked. They yeah they did. They liked big buttons. The only problem with their big buttons they had a problem with, every General Motors in the mid to late 2000s into the 2010s, the buttons faded off on every one of them. I was about to say, that send always me pictures happened. of your power button for your radio. I guarantee Solid the, green. the green luminescence is coming through. The it. Malibu had that problem. The yep. Impala had that problem with yep. the HVAC controls. Yep. And the Tahoes and Silverados had it with HVAC controls. Everyone you look at, it's solid green where yeah. it's just rubbed yeah, off. Just, yeah. Um, that's so that's just, always interesting. But um, but yeah, that, yeah, they had a lot of subsidiary brands. GMC, though, and Chevy Silverado, is that a partnership that, well, it's not a partnership they own both but the sierra and the silverado same thing should they just do away with it and create a, a luxury silverado because well that is ford, ford don't do that anymore they don't make an f-150 and a mark 8 that's because that's that's because <laughs> lincoln doesn't make a truck right exactly lincoln did make trucks and it was the exact same thing as a ford the blackwoods and the, the, the blackwood is like the top of the line i'm talking about like the lincoln what, what was the truck called for the lincoln i forgot mark 8 I think. No, I don't think it was no, a Mark, it 8. Mark 8. Um, they had a name. I can't remember. No, I'll Google it. But but they had the truck, and the thing was about it, though, was nobody bought it. No, nobody it was bought thing. it. It was the exact same thing. So are people, but people are still buying GMC Sierras so versus a Silverado. Some of the trucks also had a carpeted bed. And yeah. it's like, what do you. But looking back in retrospect, you had the, what, Yukon Denali versus the, the Tahoe. Or the Yukon truck versus the Silverado 1500, you know. I don't know. I think there's a market for it, like especially like between. Um, Bring back the HHR and the SSR. Ugh. The SSR was cool. Did you did you ever like the SSR? It's a Mark LT. Mark LT. That's right. I said Mark 8. Mark 8 was the car, the really funky looking car of the late 90s. Remember that? Yeah. Very. Yeah, that was a Mark Those, 8. That's right. It's a two-door yes. Panther body. Yes. But they are fast it's and got the four six in it, it. Had the, it's like a race car they have the angled cockpit yeah it was very divided from the passenger yeah yeah, yeah. and it those had like are, a really angular nose yeah that is right those are funky neat. looking but they're those really really cool and they're cars. rare you don't yeah. see them i saw one at the costco parking lot and i was like oh look at that yeah, they're either they're rare or they all made it to the junkyard you know what's something that's getting rare and i talked about this in the last episode the 90s ford taurus with the circle headlights mm. One of the ugliest cars produced to date. One of the most famous cars. Produced it was very to date. famous. It was one of the first rounded, very rounded, bubbly cars that was bold statement. Yeah. Bold statement. That's the one. That's the one style of uh, SHO car, I would stay away from. That car never made it though. It it sold well. Are you sure, I think they made a lot. It, it sold. Yeah, it sold well. But they all crapped out in six years. 
Yeah, they so were not good cars. It was a far cry from the first. Generation. The interiors fell apart. Yeah, the tour, the first generation Taurus, it, it whomped over the Camry. It whomped over everything. Yeah. It, was a, it was a huge deal. If you can find an SHO in those year models, yeah. Yamaha made that motor. It sure did, and Yamaha made that the nineties ones too. Yeah, yeah, it had um, butterfly valves. The, the difference you you can tell a difference between the SHO and the regular um, of the nineties, and the way you can tell is the, the badge. Well, <laughs> yes, but actually the SHO on the front end, like a 96, 97 SHO, uh-huh. if you look at the headlights, you had the two rounded ones. Yeah. On the typical Taurus, it was an oval, whereas on the SHO, it was perfectly round. It just had a little subtle difference there. Yeah, and, but like like I said, with those, the second gen or third gen Tauruses, mm, I would yeah. not get an S. I wouldn't get that car in general. So tell me, what about the like 2013 Tauruses when they come out with the SHOs again? That's a Fusion. That car's the same. I've always liked the Tauruses. It's I like a shame the that they quit making them but, because I mean, the interiors were very nice. And then Lincoln had their version with even nicer interiors. Yeah, but if you look at the interior, it but, was just it was a fusion. That's all it no, was. No, not really. Well, the in, well, the interior was. No, not really because if you look at it, if you sat down in it, for some reason the center console was like up three foot. Yeah. It was like this huge, yeah, it looked like just true. like a big motherboard going on here. And the yeah. same with the Lincoln. But with the Lincoln, everything was touchscreen. Yeah. Even the lights... It had like in the headrest, it, it came through the headrest, like a, Ford was the headliner, and you just run your finger across right. the light, and it would come on and off. Ford was very big on the capacitive touch stuff. Yeah, especially 2000s. for that. So if you wanted to turn the heat yeah. up, you would have to drag your and finger it was, across. And it. it never worked right, though. No, it's like... The heat didn't, because because people would get in their car with wet hands, yeah. and they would fight that thing like a bear to get it to work. Oh, yeah, it's just like a touchscreen phone trying idea. to use it in the rain. Ford yeah. did that, and, and Chevy did stick with knobs, even though their knobs faded. You want to talk it about worked. horrible interior design? Let's talk about Toyota with the Lexus mouse pad. I know you know what I'm talking about. Fair. Everybody oh, hates right. that thing. Well, it's 2023 and, 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 and they still have it. about them. Toyota up until about 2019. Eh, no, nah, let's go back two years. Let's do 27, 2018. He's grasping for straws. Uh, no, I'm, gra- I'm not grasping for straws. Listen, <laughs> up until 2018, Toyota was woefully behind on interiors. I agree. Now, they've really stepped their game up last three four five years um but yeah toyota interior their quality was in it was okay even your, was, was it a corolla that you had yes even had your it. corolla was really really behind even though it was brand new when you got it i feel like it was one of the first that was starting to get it together for yeah. that era because it, it dated 2017 now, if you would have got a 16 corolla it looked identical on the outside but the interior was completely different and it looked like a 2010 I agree on um, that. Toyota really, they're tried and true with what they believe in. They're starting um, to step it up. The problem is, is when there's Toyota's starting to step it up, but they're making a lot of things out of plastic again. Mm. And I don't know what makes automakers think that plastic is a good idea. We know what happened in the 1990s. It's cheap. That's why. A 1996 Dodge Ram. Look at that truck and see how many of those are, oh, in, in, are still like, put together. I know that was the best truck of its time. It really was. I will have to say that. The 92 ish dodge ram was actually for its time everybody wanted it for dodge i guess for dodge everybody wanted but, that truck i mean come on but though, the interior like, quality was god awful it was terrible you gotta think about this way if you run out of cup holders all you do is slap that bad boy one good time and you got another <laughs> you one got, you got you another that's true and you that's put true. on the defrog keep it warm keep it cool well the thing was in the 90s in the dodge trucks is it had the push button cup holders that popped out of the dash yeah they broke within the first year absolutely so you would just have to punch a hole in your dash and put your cup up there that's what you would have to do you have to punch it and you flick it probably one <laughs> good time and it would come but apart. the interior so i don't know why toyota wants to go back to that 
because I, don't know, because I like my my entire dash of mine is leather. I have a twenty two Rap Four, mm-hmm. and and it's it's actually well built for what it is. I'm glad they're going away from plastic dashes. I like the material they're using yeah. now, and I like the interior. Like uh, my wife's car, she has a twenty twenty Escape, and um, the only plastic really that's prevalent is the fake wood grain that they put yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really uh, well. Really high quality, I think. Higher quality than what it was before. And I think, too, they they learned from their mistakes. General Motors did. General Motors in the mid-2010s got real heavy on the laminate glass. Double laminate for silence, for, for wind noise. Oh, yeah. They worked on their interior quality. For 2014, 2015, I think that General Motors actually had some of the best interior qualities for the time. Uh, but that's all stemming from the 90s when General Motors had one of the worst interior qualities for its time. The, the 90s General Motors quality was terrible. Oh, yeah, like the primer on the outside, too. Well, that's true. If you had a interior, white uh, General true. Motors car, yeah. you have more primer showing than white But you had showing. the Aleros that had the dashes curling up on them. Mm-hmm. You had the blazers that the window controls would pop out, and they had those big, gigantic gray buttons that every General Motors car had in them in the 1990s. Yep, you know? yep, yep. But it's like Ford, too. Ford did that, too. They had the red lock button and the blue unlock button that was very common in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. So they just shared a lot of parts. What's you know? one thing about the interior of new Fords that you don't like? Some of the styling cues. Like what? Um, I'm trying to think. The Explorers look okay. I'll tell you one thing that that automakers are moving toward that I don't, that I don't know that I'm crazy about. If you look at a F-150 Platinum, I don't think we need a 42-inch TV for your center console. And that's one thing Ford's doing that I'm not crazy about. It's a copycat of Tesla, I feel like. Yeah, the Mach-E is even worse. Like yeah. everything yeah. except for like uh, there's like a volume knob that sticks out of the screen in like the corner. But everything else is that. yeah. Like I don't want to have to go through navigational menus to turn on my heated seats, and also driving down the road and that thing because eventually it's all technology it's going to start freezing up it's going to start acting slow it's going to get antiquated yeah how long will it take you to turn on the defrost on that and that's all a tesla is once you learn the interface you kind of get it but i'm just a sucker for having buttons and And that's one thing toyota does the one thing i don't like that toyota does is they their infotainment system is from 2010 yeah. They've got to do better with that. The one saving grace is Toyota adopted CarPlay in 2020, you know, six and years behind everybody else. <laughs> everybody else. And, and you can actually use CarPlay there. But, right. but, I mean, and it's good or Android Auto, but it took them until literally two or three years ago to say, yeah, we're going to do this across the board. I agree. For whatever I reason. I, uh, I have a hot take. There's something about Toyota that I don't like. Um, it's There's every, a lot of things about Toyota that you don't like. It's everything. Absolutely. How can everything. you be that way? You can't. It's tell mostly me. because of you, I think. I know. Why, why though? Why? What? What makes a Toyota? What is? You know they're reliable. This is why I do it right here. You know they're <laughs> reliable. Is... Tell me though. You know a Toyota's reliable. It depends. You know it's reliable. It depends. Like a like a twenty two RE engine. It's been around forever. Oh yeah. How's How that, many? How's that water gasket look though? We don't talk about that. <laughs> but but I think. But I'm serious though. I mean that a reliability standpoint. If you had a non CVT Toyota. If I had to pick a Toyota that I'd have to drive every single day. Um, the new Tundras are nice. I wouldn't pick anything new. I'd probably go with like a Hilux. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're not bad. Do they last forever? I can show you a video 
of uh, a Toyota that got thrown into a river, caught on fire, and still started. Okay, that's nice, but I don't think I'd ever consider catching my car on fire and thrown in a river, unless it was in that. But order. I mean, there are other good reliable vehicles too. I think it all depends on maintenance, how well you take care of things. It is, but there were some that were built. The GMT 400 platform, the 90s, mm-hmm. Chevy trucks were good. There's a lot of those still on the road today. Yeah, but uh, that's when they all, even Ford, they started going into electronic, like, button, like the lock-in for the well, four-wheel drive, stuff like that. Yeah, when when they went into the, like, 2000 Silverados, that new body style, the GMT-8, mm-hmm. those I weren't as crazy about. They looked better, but you started having the vacuum-controlled, the god-awful vacuum-controlled four-wheel drive. Yeah. That always failed. Or what about the Ford vacuum-controlled... Mm-hmm. Like vents. Oh, HVAC. A lot of people did that. My Ranger has that. Actually, actually, Jeep did that too. Yeah, until the hoses rotted. GM. Away. Yep. GM it's just, did it. Uh, so, and I know a few people are gonna, you know, I'm sure they can agree, but they're gonna hate when I say it. Cat eye and round eye. Yeah. They look the same to me. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's all the same. What, what, what's no, all it's, it's yeah. I it's agree. all the same. It's it's. But yeah, I think the GMT 400 platform was a good truck still. I think they're the, still going for forty thousand. What is the 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 ninety two through ninety seven F one fifty? Is that a, the one a is that an eighth or ninth gen? I think uh, it doesn't matter. That, that generation ninety six. Yeah, ninety seven. It went to that. Ninety seven went to the new the F one fifties. The F two fifties still stayed on that until ninety until ninety eight or ninety nine. They had a, a little void there mm-hmm. for the super duty trucks. But anyway, the. I think that platform of Ford trucks, I wasn't crazy about them. I love that they 92 so Ford back there. It don't look oh, like that I one. Do. That one, that one is great. The next generation, the one I had. Oh, so I didn't think those were great. They the were Lightning. so popular. Yeah, the Lightning. Yeah, that's that, probably the one or the the Harley Davidson edition trucks. The Harley on those. Davidson. Yeah, beautiful. They were. They were cool. The interior's nice. It's got the six disc CD changer. Yeah, the only reason to get it. Yeah, I mean this. It's nice. It is. Uh, is. If I if you were to tell me, hey Cody, the interior quality on those trucks sucked though. Everything in those trucks rattled. Yeah, I mean, come on, look at the leather and the chrome, though. Come yeah, on, did you get your Harley Davidson jet? You don't have to wear, you don't have to have a motorcycle to that's be true. a Harley boy. I know, that. yeah, that's your wannabe Harley truck. Oh, um, yeah, it is. Hey, you know, I, no, I mean, but the thing is, is I mean, I had one. I mean, I did, and I just don't think, from a whole standpoint, they were great. You had a five point four liter, though. That's why. But it was a five four two valve. That was the good one out of out of them all. It's still I mean, a struggle. Now, when you go into the 04 to 08 F one fifties, garbage. The three valve. Four six or five four. Not oh yeah, so that's when they first went to practically the Phaser body tick. style that they have now, where they have Phaser like the tick. little daylight door and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would not own one of those daylight doors. That's right. I wouldn't own a tr- like. I would con- seriously consider buying a Ford if it was ninety six and older, or yeah. if it was twenty twelve and newer. Anything mm, in that middle range there, the I probably wouldn't spot, even look at it. The sweet spot, and we talked about earlier, is the 2010 F-150 that you still had the 4.6 two-valve motor, but the new body style. So, I agree. That was a good if one. If you or want an older style engine, if you want something newer like amenities that are more yeah. common and maybe even the 5.0, I think, no was out in 2012. Boost. No right, EcoBoost. Right. That's the big part. I, I'm not an EcoBoost fan. Yeah, it would be one of those. I wouldn't go any anywhere near a ninety seven to two thousand eight, two thousand nine. No, no, no. The GM GM products though were good, and when they redesigned the Silverado in 07, that was a good looking truck, and they kept the standard four three five three, all that platform. You know, 
They went to Super Duty. Yeah, it was the exact same truck. It they just have beefed up a little bit. Displacement on demand. Eh. That ruins motors after a while. Okay, but here's another question. If the displacement on demand ruins motors after a while, does auto start-stop ruin them? No, because okay. auto start-stop completely shuts the engine off. Displacement on demand cuts out cylinders, right. but it still has the same load on the rest of the engine than the crankshaft. But you can't So you have no me. pressure for oil. You have no pressure for oil. You don't have enough, like, what's a life, What's a lifespan on a starter? I mean, how long does a starter usually last? Well, now, when you're working on, like, a... 78 something you know something and you crank on it for 10 minutes just to get it to start because it's carbureted those starters don't last long you yeah, might you might get two or three years it's not there either yeah right but i'm saying on a typical car like, still like my 2000 ranger that starter will last forever until it just goes out one day my do you think that start stop feature will allow a starter to to last 10 15 20 years well i don't think any starter's gonna last 10 15 20 years mm. but now, I think it's all about technology because I have that, um, well, I can't say the, the, the crap box out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it, I put a Jeg starter on it, yeah. like a smaller high yeah. torque one. That thing's done beautifully. Yeah. I mean, even with the higher compression. And, I just, wonder, you know I, I I just wonder, there's a lot of people that hate the auto start. And actually, I use it a lot because here was my thinking. My car is under warranty. I want to break it. You so want to I'm, break it? I mean, well, no, I want to we see. We can do it. I know, I know. But I'm saying that it's got auto start. I want to use it until it breaks. Well, I mean, so like my and I'll wife tell you, this has was, the hybrid, and it, you, it's got to do it no matter what. And, and I thought I broke off, my car on, one time on. because I was at an intersection, and I was stopped, and I was in drive, and the car was off. Mm-hmm. And there was a semi making a left turn, mm-hmm. so I wanted to back up. But I didn't think about it. I put the car in reverse with it off. When I started it up, it sounded like something about grenaded under there. Then it figured it out. Oh, I could see that. Now, so it didn't like that. Maybe that's why, too. If I had a completely gas engine, I wouldn't like the start-stop. But since it's the hybrid and you have the electric motor to fall back on, right. it really doesn't bother me. But you can't. we're living in a time where you can't disable start-stop. You can. You, you can. have to do it every time you get in the car. Right. On every, every automaker. I don't think there's an automaker that just you can turn it off and leave it off. I don't, I don't think there is. So I've heard of the second generation Raptors where yeah. they go into the fuse box and put a jumper wire you could to cut that. it out. Yeah, but I don't trust that either. Passes. Yeah. Raptors were pretty customizable for the time too. Absolutely. Um, New Raptors are, I think they're ugly. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think like, because back in the day you could tell a Raptor was a Raptor from far off. Yeah. And now they're getting to where they're looking too much like the F-150, I think. That's a good point. I think... Yeah, there was a lot of design cues just in that 2000. But yeah, going back to it, mid, mid early to mid 2000s F 150s, stay away from them. Um, the mm-hmm. the GMT eight platform was good. The GMT four platform was good. The newer Silverados did have this, the displacement on demand, which wasn't great mm-hmm. for the five three and the four threes. Um, of course, they had the S ten the early 2010. But you know, and then Ford Rangers, you know, they were. I bet if they brought the S ten back, it would be a crossover. <sighs> Oh, you can't do that. General, and that's the thing about it. General Motors will find a way to ruin something. I'm going to look up a list of GM cars, and I want you to tell if it's a crossover. General, right? Yeah, that would be a good point. General Motors has a way to ruin every vehicle there is. They just do. Every time. Never fails. And I'm not a big fan of that because they try to bring back these old names in their cars that are just falling apart. I believe. All right. The future GMC. 
the future of GMC. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be EV one day anyway. Yeah, by like 2027. Hummer, Hummer is all EV already. There is no no gas Hummers left. That thing is three tons. Did I tell you about that? No kidding. Three tons. Whew. I'm surprised it don't just sink into the sand as soon as you drive it on it. Would have but to. it doesn't. What I is mean, it? is it just the battery so heavy? Yeah, yeah. No the kidding. Battery. I mean, the uh, no it's kidding. probably one of the biggest batteries in a EV right now. Really? But it's. What kind of range does that get you? I mean, it can't be that great. It's probably like 250, 300 miles for a 6,000 pound car. Okay. Is unreal. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. This for, this is just for GMC. Okay. I wanted to. Maybe that's what I need to do. They all have. They all uh, almost everything GMC makes a crossover, is it not? Or a or just a. About. I don't think they have any true SUVs really left. There, there's a few, but I, I don't know, because you have like the Buick Enclave and a few other General Motors products that are crossovers. Um, you do have the oh the Blazer is more traditional SUV, I guess. I mean, it's. It's, it's got all, that crossover vibe. Uh, SUV crossover. It's all the same to me. I don't. I don't know what the. I really so is, don't know what the mine, difference is. I guess mine's I really, considered a, a crossover, right? I mean, I've never really cared to know the difference. To be honest, oh, it all seems like the same to me. No, no, absolutely. No. Now, like a Forerunner, that's a SUV all day long. You think that, so? Yeah, a Forerunner is an SUV all day long. I guess like the biggest difference I could see is like Everybody, my wife's car, and then like that's a, a Lincoln Navigator. You know, oh, that's yeah. definitely an SUV. No. No. Okay, so if the if the back end no, of it is squared hoss. and pointy, then it's definitely an SUV. How oh, about that? That is how mine is, though. So I'm trying to find it. Um, it doesn't have a specific list for GM. Okay. Well, I mean, everything about everything Cadillac makes is a, a crossover now. They have a few cars. They have, you know, the, the, the I don't. What's even out now? CTS, STS. They still have those, or is that a thing of the past? Uh, I think it's like the ABC. <laughs> What's up with all these letters? I, know, I hate that BMW, dude. Like, Honda, oh, it's Honda. a three thirty. Dude, I don't, I don't know what that Honda means. Honda and their CRVs and all yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Toyota don't do it. Scion, I think Scion only did letters. They did like I XD, DT, or like I mean, Porsche. I mean, Porsche, yeah. God, and then they all look the same from the fifties. So it's not like yeah. you tell me what that like nine eleven GTS Ma- Mazda, three like, Mazda three four five six. The only one, I, the only one I really know is Carrera because uh, yeah. Paul Walker RIP. Yeah. But yeah, well, but Mazda, Mazda three, Mazda six, Mazda six two six, Pontiac six thousand. That's an old car that you know whatever it really thinks about. But yeah, there's a few out there that are the like Bonneville, yeah. Pontiac Bonneville, <laughs> oh, Pontiac Grand Am. Can't I can't it. find it. They're being very, well, very. Um, they don't want to admit it. It's like they know people are looking into it. Well, I mean, and I think that's a, a popular topic, though. I mean, everything out there is is almost a crossover. Yeah, I mean, even Buick. Buick's got a lot of crossovers. Yeah, um, I agree. They got the little mini like chicken nugget looking thing like yeah. over there. Yeah. Uh, my next door neighbor has one. Yeah. So shout out to her. <laughs> Always has them. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's everybody. Everything is like a crossover SUV. Nobody's selling a four door car anymore. Well. It seems like. Well, Genesis is, um, I think, like yeah, Hyundai, Hyundai Kia, yeah, they still do it. That's probably the only way you're going to get one. Nothing, yeah. nothing American made because I don't think they're making the Chrysler 300 anymore. Yeah, they're not making the Charger anymore. Um, the only two door car you'll be able to get with a V8 would be the Mustang again. Yeah, yeah. The Mustang needs. This last one was a facelift. It need we need a new Mustang. 
They've been making that one since 2015. The one thing, though, that they haven't done, Mustang hasn't done. Well, 2024, they're a little bit different. They have a lot of different head facelift. It's a pretty big facelift, though. It is a facelift. You're right. One thing that Ford has stuck to their heritage on is they have not made a four-door Mustang. Yeah, they did. It's the Mach-E. Oh, that don't count. That don't count. <laughs> don't don't give me that. That was that don't count hardly at all. Uh, but I'm saying the the four door traditional Mustang. Oh, okay. Um, they have not made that. Yeah. And and I think that's worth it. I think that's fair. You know. But I guess you know. So I think that's going to be a wrap for this episode. I think so. Until next time, if you haven't subscribed already. I'm uh, not really sure what today's topic was. It was just all of them, but we did talk about <laughs> automaker brands and it was great. Um, so it was a good episode. If you did enjoy it, be sure to give it a thumbs up. And until next time, we'll catch you in the next one. Absolutely.